1: You're listening to The John Cordray Show, episode 21. And today I'm talking about depression and how we're all affected by it. This is The John Cordray Show, the infusion of mental health and healthy living. Welcome to the green zone of inspiration, encouragement, and enlightenment. Discover how you
0: can feel better so you can start living better. And now, your host, your friendly neighborhood therapist, a National Certified Counselor, a leading voice of emotionally
1: healthy living, and the mental health dude, John Cordray. Well, welcome back to the John Cordray Show. My name is John Cordray, and I'm a licensed therapist and a National Certified Counselor. And I am most excited about being your Host for today. So, welcome aboard. I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad you're, you're taking some time to listen. And today is an episode that I think affects every one of us. I'm going to be specifically talking about depression and how depression affects us all. And this is episode 21. And I, I first want to just start out by saying whether you have experienced depression or not yourself, Uh, you probably know somebody who is struggling with it. And maybe they wouldn't necessarily say that they have depression. And maybe it's not necessarily a clinical depression. But maybe it's just kind of a, just, I don't feel good today type of depression. And there's different grades of depression. And actually, uh, amazingly, according to the National Alliance of Mental Illness, as many as 8% American adults have experienced a major depression at some point in their lives. That's 8%. That's a huge number. And this isn't just a minor depression. This is major depression. And women are actually twice as likely to be depressed than men. So when you factor in the major depression, that 8% of, of the U.S. population, and if you think about worldwide, it's even bigger. That's just major clinical depression. That's not including the lower grade depression when maybe you're just having a rotten day and you just don't feel good and everything seems gloomy. Or maybe it's in the middle of the wintertime and everything does or is gloomy and that just affects your mood. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the 8%. That's a major clinical depression. So you may not be a part of that 8%. But I'll guarantee at some point in your life, most of you have experienced some form of depression. Now, I know you may not call it depression. You might call it being stressed. You might call it being overwhelmed. You might uh, say that, well, you're just tired. That you just need to take a break. That you're burnt out. Okay. You may not call it depression. That's okay. But really, those are low-grade, low, a mild case of depression. When you... Uh, when you lose energy and you don't feel like doing anything that's a low a mild case of depression and it could lead to something bigger and sadly as a therapist i see a lot of children i'm not talking about adults i'm talking about children who are affected by depression as well and my question is what does this say about our culture and our society if you're not from america and you're from a different country my guess is you have similar statistics as well, that you have children who are very depressed. What does that say about us as a people? Well, I think I think it says a number of things, actually. One is we're emotional beings. We're not robots, and so we will be affected by things. Or it also means that sometimes depression is just simply biological and there's nothing that you can do about it it's passed down from generation to generation so there are a lot of very sad and depressed people who are hurting out there and chances are you may be one of them you might wake up one day and you just don't feel good and you just want to stay in bed and not get up and do anything so let me ask you are you affected by depression? Do you know somebody in your life that has been depressed? So depression is not just simply feeling blue or down in the dumps. Now, I, I talked about minor cases of depression, but what I'm talking about is that major depression, that type of depression where you probably have to get some maybe some uh, professional help, maybe some medication, some antidepressants to help you. And it's true that depression takes over a person's mind and even your body, and it prevents people from really doing lots of things during the day, and it might even prevent you from going to work. I've had people in my office who had to take a break from work. For months because of depression or because of anxiety, overwhelming stress. And you might be one of them. And so your depression can take over if you are a loved one and and maybe you're a spouse or a parent and you have a child or a spouse that is depressed and that can make you stressed because nothing that you say and nothing that you can do can help them feel better. I mean, sure, you should stay there and help them and comfort them, but there are times where you just feel like the caregiver, as a caregiver, you can't help anybody. And it can be frustrating because you want to help, but you know you can't help. So that feeling of emptiness and hopelessness and numbness and brokenness and loneliness can invade your rational thinking. It could take over and cause distorted thinking. Depression can cause someone to shut down from life and, and then rob them from really enjoying life. It happens. It may happen to you. and In fact, you might be listened, listening to this and you might have severe depression and you may be home from work or you may be in bed all day. And I want to encourage you, and I want to help you. So I talk about depression, and a lot of people talk about depression, but what are some symptoms? So I thought it might be helpful to talk about some of the the symptoms. And again, this is in no way to diagnose or treat. This is just to help you with a better understanding of what depression is. Uh, so it could be very, very obvious when someone has major depression, right? So I just named a few of the things. They stay home from work. They stay in bed. They don't have any motivation. But there are some other symptoms that you can look for, and it really has to be within the last two weeks. So within a, in a two-week period, here, here's kind of a list, a lack of interest in most activities. You just don't have any entrance uh, like you used to. You have a difficult time sleeping and staying asleep. You have a disturbance in your eating patterns. You either eat too much or you don't eat enough. You have a sudden change in mood and your attitude. And you can just snap just like that. And, and you're easily irritable. Little things can make you irritable. And you might say something and, and, and do something because you're irritable. Self-loathing is another symptom where you just hate yourself and you get down on yourself and you become your worst critic and your worst enemy. There's a loss of motivation. You just can't do it. You just can't finish your homework. You just can't go to work. You just can't do the dishes. You can't do anything. It just depression takes away your motivation. And then another symptom is withdrawal. That when you are depressed, the last thing you want to do is be with people. And so you draw back, withdraw from people, and you stay home, and you don't go anywhere. And so some of the the uh, the major depressions, the clinical depression, and here's what some of the types are. Uh, and they're uh, really three or four major depression. So one is a major depressive disorder. Uh, that's when you have just major, major depression and you think about suicide and maybe you have to go to the hospital. Uh, it, it completely wipes you out. There's another uh, type of depression called dysamia. Now dysamia is kind of a mild grade, a low grade depression that you've had for at least two years. It just doesn't seem to go away. It's like a leech that's on your back and you can't get to it, but it's there. It's sucking the life out of you. But it, it's not so bad that you can't go to work. It's not so bad that you can't get out of bed. It's just you just have this ongoing depression and it's been hanging on to you for a couple of years or more. And then there's what's called bipolar disorder. And, and a lot of people know what this is. This is your highs and your lows. You get really manic and just so excited and different. You're not yourself. You're like uh, yourself on, uh, like the energized bunny, where you're all excited and you might spend and spend and do things radically and and really it's out of your normal behavior. Or you can go down to depression and get really depressed. So you can go high and low, and that's bipolar. And so those are some of the major ones, the main types of depression. And there are some others. Uh, but depression can also become more, pract- uh, problem- if I can say it right, problematic during the winter months when the weather is gloomy. And, and there's even a term for that, and that's seasonal affective disorder. And you look outside and it's gloomy, and the outside is re- a reflection of, of your inside and it just affects you. So what then causes depression? What is it that makes people depressed? And I think that's a good question. And actually, it could be be different for different people. It can vary from person to person, but there is evidence to indicate that depression is biological. It could be in your family genes from passed down from generation to generation. And and if you're depressed, and if it's biological, you're probably gonna need some form of professional intervention like medication or going to a therapist. So it could be biological, but it could also be environmental. And environmental is that something bad happened to you in your life. Something traumatic happened in your life. Maybe a loss of a loved one. It could be an abuse. It could be maybe you were in an accident. You uh, Things that happen to you, like, for instance, PTSD. We hear a lot about that now. I think more and more people are becoming more aware of what that is. It used to be not very well known, but people who have served in the military have come back, especially if they've been in a war and they've seen things. And had things done to them that no human being should see or or have done to them. War is terrible. Or maybe a police officer or a first responder and they see traumatic experience and they can develop that what's called PTSD. And so that's environmental and it's possible to even have both. Maybe you have family members that are depressed and you've had something bad happen to you or you've seen something bad happen to someone else. So if you had depression, you're not abnormal. You're not crazy. You're not a freak. I want you to be very clear on that. If you are suffering from depression or if you have a loved one that's suffering from depression, you and they are not crazy. It may feel like you're crazy, but you're not. You and they are not abnormal. You just have intrusive thoughts and intrusive feelings that shouldn't be there, and they take over. We'll be back after a quick break. Hi, this is Ross, the host of Smells Like Humans. Each week, we talk about the curious things that people do. This show is for you when you're in the mood for unscripted, lighthearted conversation, personal stories, and just a smattering of psychology and information you can use. I promise we will make your day pass a little faster. And put a smile on your face. Sometimes silly, sometimes serious, but always fun. Please join us, because no matter who you are, we all smell like humans. Please follow the link in the show notes. So there are different types of depression, and there are a lot of people who have depression. And there's different ways that people get depression. But what can help people with depression? What can help? And this is a tricky question because what helps you may not help somebody else. But here are some things that I tell my clients that come to me who are depressed and I want to tell you. And first, there are no quick fixes. I wish there was. If, if I knew that there was a something that you could do, something that you can take, something that you can eat, and it would make you feel better instantly, I would be a rich man. (laughs) But there's not such a thing. So there there, there are no quick fixes for depression. But there are some things that can be done to aid in helping you feel better. And again, remember, what helps you may not help someone else. And what helps uh, helps them may not help you. So Take this in stride, but this is a list. So I would encourage you to write it down. Write these things down. Number one, regular exercise. Exercise. I know you've heard your doctor say you need to exercise. Or your nutritionist, and and they'll say you need to exercise. Now you're hearing it from a therapist. You need to exercise. But there's a reason for that. Not only will exercise help you physically, help you lose weight, but it will also help you emotionally. There's just something about our bodies and our brains and our minds are, have chemicals and they're connected. And we've got to take care of them. And if we don't take care of our mind and our body and our soul, it's not our bodies aren't going to do well. Our minds aren't going to do well and our soul is not going to do well. So regular exercise helps your emotional well-being. Number 2 is to eat a healthy diet. Eat a healthy diet. Don't I okay, let me let me just say this for a second. I know that when you're depressed, what is the main food group that you are tend to go for? It's carbs, right? You want that sugar because it does give a little high. It does give you that little adrenaline because of the sugar intake any carbs is going to turn into sugar so we grab a bag of potato chips we go for that pint of ice cream and yeah it might help a little bit very very little uh, in a very short amount of time but what happens is after that bag of chips is gone after that pint of ice cream is gone you feel worse not only Physically, you feel worse, but emotionally, you feel worse as well. So, your mom was right. Eat your fruits and vegetables, people. You got to do it. They will help you emotionally as well as physically. Number three is get some sun. Get some sunlight. You got to get that vitamin D. So, if you're stuck inside all day, you're not going to get that vitamin D. So, you got to get some sun. Go outside, it could be by yourself. But go outside and soak in some sun. Go for a walk and eat an apple and go outside in the sun. And he just did all three points in one shot. Hey, that's pretty cool. But seriously, go get some sun. And then number four is to talk to somebody about how you're feeling. Be honest. Talk about the fact that you're depressed. Talk about you're down don't keep it in. If you've heard my show, any of my episodes, I'll talk a lot about talking about letting other people know how you're feeling. Don't keep it bottled up inside. So talk to someone about how you're feeling. The next one, it may be you need to seek a professional therapist. You may have to go and and find a counselor and talk to just to get this stuff out of your mind, out of your heart and let someone else, help you and come alongside you because you may not want to tell your friend or your loved one or your friend or your loved one may not know what to do or what to say but your therapist will so you may need to go to a therapist uh if it, your depression continues and it gets pretty bad you may need to get medication and I I know that a lot of you may be opposed to medication and that's okay that's your prerogative but medication, if it's done well, can really help balance your brain chemicals. Now, you talk to a doctor about that, but you may need to get medication. And the last thing I tell my clients, uh, it's, this is not in any particular order, but the last thing is pray. prayer. Prayer has been known to help many people cope with depression. Our faith has a lot to do with our inner soul. In our inner spirit. So if you believe in God, then I would encourage you to pray. And not necessarily always pray, God, help me feel better. That's okay to say and, and pray. But you can start praying for other people who are depressed. You can start praying for your family. So prayer is not all about what you want. So I think if you can think through, make a list of things that you can do. Regular exercise, eat a healthy diet, get some sun, talk to someone about how you're feeling and be honest. Seek a professional therapist. You might need to get medication and then pray. So I realize that some of you who are listening to this may not have depression, but you have someone close to you who does. So what do you do when someone else is depressed or when someone else has depression? What do you do as the caregiver? And I think that's a great question. And it can be really hard to know what to do or say when someone you know is depressed. But if you say nothing or do nothing, it can make it worse. So here are a few suggestions of do's and don'ts that may help you. So first, here's my list of do's be encouraging, but don't nag. You can be encouraging by just saying, you know what? I am here for you. I may not know what to say. I may not know what to do, but I am here for you. And I will just sit here with you if you need me to, because I am with you. I am for you. I'm going to help you get through this. So be encouraging. Be ready to actively listen. So be willing to listen. If they're grumpy and irritable, they're still telling you a message. You have to be willing to listen and ready and patient and validate how they're feeling and say something like, man, I am so sorry you're going through that. That must be really hard. Let's talk about it. Or maybe they said something mean to you and they snapped They didn't mean it, but they snapped and and maybe it hurt your feeling. But if you can have the understanding that this person whom you love and they love you is depressed, and if you can have the understanding that they are not trying to hurt you is because they're depressed about something, then you can say something like, I know you probably didn't mean this, but what you said really hurt me. Can we talk about that? So instead of you throw something back that's hurtful, and then it goes into a rage. Try to validate how they're feeling first, and say, "Man, that really hurt," but you must be hurting too. So let's talk about that. Uh, then you can do also do something unexpected and nice. Be spontaneous. Now I know this doesn't work all the time, depending on the depression level. Uh, but some people really love being spontaneous and maybe you just do something nice. Go somewhere fun. It doesn't have to be big. It could be little. Uh, next, you can write an encouraging note. And I would suggest handwriting it instead of type it because handwriting is more personal. So let's say maybe maybe you're a spouse and you're thinking of uh, your husband or your wife and they're depressed, and so before you go to work, they might still be in bed when you get up and ready to go to work, but before you go to work, write a little note that's encouraging. Hey, honey, I'm thinking of you. It's going to be okay. Love you. It could just be simple like that. Leave it there for them to see. That could be encouraging for them, and then tell them that you're thinking and praying for them, that you are there for them even when you're not there uh physically. You can be there thinking and praying for them. So really, it's it's what do you do? How can you help somebody? It's just a matter of trying to uh, show them, to tell them that you are not leaving them. You are not rejecting them. See, I think a lot of the times the core, deep down the core issue of someone who's depressed are going to have feelings of abandonment and rejection. And if you can reaffirm to them that you are not rejecting them, that you are not going to let them fend for themselves, that you're going to be there for them, no matter what they say or do to you, then that will mean a lot to them. may not fix them. Don't go into this trying to fix them. But be there to try to help them and encourage them. Okay, so those are the do's. How about the don'ts? Here we go don't judge. Don't judge them. Never make them feel guilty because they already feel guilty. I'll guarantee it. Someone who's depressed and they can't get up in the morning or someone who's depressed and they can't wash the dishes or clean the laundry or make dinner or go to school. I'll guarantee you they already feel guilty about it. So the last thing they need to hear is you telling them what they're not doing and what they should be doing. Don't make them feel guilty. So don't judge them. Number two, don't tell them to just get over it. That's the worst thing you can do. Just get over it. That's, nobody should be that upset. Just get over it. That's a terrible thing to do. Don't do it. The third thing not to do is to ignore them. Just don't pretend that nothing's wrong. When you have someone who is hurting and they are depressed, don't ignore them. You can't fix them, but don't ignore them either. Let them know that you're there for them. Let them know that you want to help them in any way that you can. And the last thing is don't get mad at them. It's very easy, very, it's very quick for people to get mad at somebody because they're depressed. And I think this is especially true for parents of children who are depressed and their child is depressed and maybe they're not doing everything that they should be doing. Maybe they're not doing their homework. Maybe they're not getting up to go to school. Don't get mad at them. Help them. Try to validate them. Try to explore why they're hurting. So if you know someone who's depressed and maybe you're not directly depressed, do, do these do's and don'ts that I just talked about. Re-listen, write them down, share this with somebody, but get the word out. Do something about it. So depression can be so debilitating and yet so hard to overcome. Sometimes there's no not a real explanation of why depression hits. Sometimes people have no idea why they're depressed. You might ask them, well, why are you feeling so down? And they might say, well, I have no idea. It's just how I feel. And that can happen. Someone who is depressed will often feel isolated and lonely, and yet they may try to keep others at bay. I talked a little bit about that earlier, that when somebody is depressed, one of their reactions is to withdraw and they want to not talk to people. And yet deep down, they want to be with people. And and the thing about depression, it's not picky on who, in who it chooses. People who are depressed come from all walks of life. It could be a family member. It could be somebody in your church. It could be your pastor. It could be a co-worker. It could be the woman at the checkout line or a spouse or the young mom in the store with a crying baby. Maybe your boss. So, and it doesn't matter if you're rich or you're poor. It doesn't matter who you are. Depression can hit you. And somehow, some way depression affects All of us. And my hope is that we will be able to and ready to help or at least have a better understanding of somebody who suffers from depression. And there's a huge stigma with people who are depressed. Well, that's a huge stigma with mental illness and mental health altogether. So my hope is that we shine the light, the spotlight on depression, recognize it, call it like it is. Don't pretend that it's not depression and do something about it. Don't stuff it in. Get help. Ask for help. Pursue somebody who is depressed. Even if they act like they don't want you around, pursue them anyway. Don't be nagging, but pursue them. So depression affects all of us. Some way, somehow, we're all affected by depression. And I'm sure you are as well. Either you are depressed or you know someone who is depressed. And it takes a strong person, a person who is very courageous to admit that they have depression. And it takes a lot of guts to say to other people that you are depressed. But I'll tell you, you're not alone. And I'll tell you, you are, uh, whoever you talk to, are, it's going to understand. Most people you talk to will understand what depression is because they have felt it themselves at some point, at some level. So yes, depression affects all of us. And that means we all need to do something about it we all need to help we all need to join together somehow some way to fight the stigma of depression and mental illness we've got to fight it will you help me will you join me i hope so how do we do that well we spread the word we get as many people to know more about mental illness and mental health and i need your help join me and one of the ways that you can help me if you have time you can spread the word you can share this episode with other people you can reach out to me on twitter you can go to itunes or if you don't have an iphone you can go to stitcher radio and you can subscribe to my show you can leave a review that would be awesome and let me tell you about those reviews. Yes, it helps me. Yes. And I would really appreciate it because it helps my ranking. Um, and, and that means more people would be able to hear me and listen to my shows. But here's what I think the, the, the coolest part of the reviews are. When people go read them and they see other people who are suffering, you can relate. It's almost a community that people can go and leave a comment and connect with other people. That's a cool thing. So if you have some time, even today, if you can go into iTunes or Stitcher Radio, if you could go in and leave a kind review, and there's a star rating as well, and you can click on the stars, that's totally up to you. But if you could do that, that'd be awesome. That's one way that you can join me. Uh, So you can visit my website at johncordray.com. That's another way or simply just keep listening. That's a great way. And so I'm glad to have you and I'm going to leave you there. And I really appreciate you stopping by. I hope you'll listen to more of my other episodes. I have lots of them on, uh, that you can listen to. And, uh, so we'll talk to you next time. And, uh, next time, I'm not sure what I'm going to talk about. Uh, but it'll, it'll be an, a topic that's related to mental health. That's what the John Cordray Show is all about. And if you have uh, a topic that you would like me to talk about, uh, I'd love to know. And it might be, I might talk about it on my podcast show. And if I do, I'll call out your name and say thank you for that. All right, well, I'll leave you. Have a great rest of the day. And I really appreciate you, my friend. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The John Cordray Show. Remember, your story isn't over yet. Together, we can break the stigma of mental
0: health. Together, we can make a difference. Be sure to catch the next episode of The John Cordray Show. Until next time, stay in the green zone. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.